summer, the next generation of villains arrives. Jay, son of Jafar. What are you doing? It's called stealing. It's like buying whatever I want. Except it's free. Evie, daughter of Evil Queen. Is everybody at home as pretty as you? I like to think I'm the fairest of them all. Beauty is pain. Carlos, son of Cruella DeVille. This thing is a killer! This is a vicious, rabid pack animal. Hey, who told you that? My mother. And now, daughter of Maleficent. <laughs> They're at their best when doing their worst. Beware, forswear, undo, Jane Pear. Disney's Descendants. This summer, the Disney Channel movie event of the year on Disney Channel. everybody this is it's on like decom um yo my name's madeline whitmer and i need you to know that i'm rotten to the core and i'm ryan and i'm also rotten to the core but i'm even more rotten to the core maybe 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 a little bit okay we're the same rotten to the core oh hello this is a disney channel original movie movie music podcast i don't know it's kind of so, just whatever at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um how you doing how you doing madeline you it's know been a what? couple couple weeks i'm doing great we got a new president at least some people think so yeah some people most people think so we got <laughs> a new bachelorette i don't know if you're aware yeah. of that how's that going oh man it is just tasia's my queen and the Tasia. drama doesn't stop coming. Yeah, we got a new bachelorette. The only person I ever known named Tasia is someone I went to elementary school with. Well, maybe it's her. Nah, she has like three, two or three kids, and okay, still in touch slightly. You can still have kids and be on The Bachelor, but they got to be <laughs> cute. You got to be like, I'm giving up my whole life to be here. She does have some of the cutest kids. So, but I bet some of our listeners know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Tasia. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, what I'm trying to say is new president, new bachelorette, good vibes. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's still a little wishy-washy out there, but we, uh, we, we've we kind of come, uh, come around since our last episode where we were kind of in the dumps. You know, We didn't know what was going to happen. And then just like two days later, like it, it, it came through. The son of a bitch did it. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. But there still might be a civil war, just saying. Probably. According to many knowledgeable psychics, there will still be a civil war. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what's going on? The psychics are saying that there's going to be civil war? Yeah, I got to tell you, Ryan, I didn't want to say anything before. (laughs) But a fan theory I have is that there will be a civil war. And I think, honestly, it's on like DCOM is going to be what gets everybody out of it. You know, it's going to be the only thing they have. Bring everybody together. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I was just watching before uh, we started recording um, on HBO Max. There's a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Oh, cool. And uh, I wasn't expecting much. I was like, ah, this will be whatever. But it's really good. It's like an hour long little kind of like the cast together kind of reminiscing. It's kind of a good way to do a reunion, I think, instead of like a... I don't know, like Fuller House. I mean, I love Fuller House, but instead of trying to like work something together, like try to do like a new show kind of thing. So is it an episode like as if it would be an episode of The Fresh Prince or is it just the cast getting together and hanging out? It's more of them hanging. It's more of like a kind of a documentary them hanging out kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think that's probably a better move. Yeah, and it's good. I was I was getting teary eyed. It's good. It's it's actually really well done and. And cool. So I have about 15 minutes left of it that I'm going to watch when we're done here. I didn't expect to get too emotional with it, but I did. Maybe I, I wasn't even in. I'm starting my first glass of wine now. I wasn't even too, in, too wind up yet. P.S. We have twist off wines tonight. Yep. I'm drinking. Um, I believe this is from. Uh, I think I talked about it in the last episode. Uh, grocery Outlet. Ooh. Um, 
it's a Black House Cabernet Sauvignon. I can never say that, but you know what you should do? You should watch Emily in Paris, and then you'll know how. Emily in Paris. What is that? I keep hearing about. What is that shit? Well, it's a completely meaningless, devoid of anything interesting to say show. But boy, does it look cool. There's a bunch of white people in Paris. They're talking to each other. They're having a ball. It's kind of, that's it. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I, I followed your lead. You were talking about Twist Off Wine last time, and that's what I got. You know? Our our associate is telling us that it's coming out of the speaker, apparently. So you, oh, is it? You are hearing yourself. Hold on. I'm oh, gonna, I was. Huh? I'm gonna fix it. See, our, I, our producer associate. Yeah, our producing associate. No, the mic oh, oops. So I need to put this one. Yeah, you change. Oh, I only changed the mm. mic. Well, at least the mic was going. Yeah, the mic was going. <laughs> How about now? Am I hearing myself? Yeah, I've been recording the whole time. Oh, I'm sure. I just wanted to double check. Yeah, just well, double check. I, I can cut that. I can cut that um, out later. Oh, it's only Ryan. five minutes. Okay. No, keep it in. Hey, Ryan. I'll keep it in. The double. People I, need to hear. I, Erica, our associate producer and uh, theme song maker. How much are we paying this guy? <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Mm-mm. <laughs> Never enough. Yeah. So we got Emily in Paris. We got the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, it's, I'd, I'd recommend it. I recommend the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion. I think it came out maybe today or yesterday. Yeah. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but they got the old Aunt, um, what's her name? Aunt Vivian? Is it? Aunt Viv, yeah. Yeah, remember they replaced her thir- uh, fourth season? It's bullshit. Yeah, it kind of is. And it's sort of, uh, it kind of goes into it. And it's actually, I'm pretty stoked about it with Will Smith because it's really like, um, seems like it was partially his fault for her getting fired originally. What? Why? And so he's kind of like breaking it down as just like learning from himself and trying to like, it's seemed like they kind of create a kind of a toxic thing at that time and needed to replace him. And there's other reasons I want to skate into it, but he kind of seemed like he was like coming clean with it and trying to like learn from things. And like, I, I'm supposed to, I bring out this positivity. Like if, I don't know if you've seen his TikToks or his, his, his YouTube presence, he's kind of a, doing a Christy Carlson thing as of late and uh, not quite her level but you know that kind of energy and he's just like i'm trying to bring this positivity and i don't want to be like the guy that did this at one point and trying and uh trying to say all this stuff and not you know practice what i preach i guess is what he's trying to say yeah i mean i think we can all we can all learn learn a lesson from that and speaking of this is a good segue into so as you guys know ryan and i have millions of fans at this point it's grown. It's going hard. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. The the amount of DMs I get on Instagram in a day can never keep up. You you got to you got you guys got to get on the the DMs cuz we're we're going to lose them, you know. The, you have to get in quick cuz we're like have we have months of DMs to catch up with. Months know? and months. But <laughs> anyway, the point of that being we listened back to the Christy Carlson Romano uh critique we gave last week. And you know what? I felt bad about that, Ryan, because... You did? I did, because I listened back and I was like, you know what, Madeline, you just sound bitter. You sound bitter because Christy Carlson Romano, she is, she's a queen, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, she's, she can do it all. She can do comedy. She can act. She can do drama. Yeah, she can sing. She can dance. Yeah, she's a stellar host. Her eyes sparkle. When she speaks to her guests, that's not her fault. Just a beautiful smile, just the whitest teeth. Ryan, do you, do you want to say something about you and your relationship to Christy Carlson Romano? Is this when I start singing? Yeah. Christy? Did you ever know that you're my hero? husband is not really a cuck. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy and he's a marine. And we don't want to piss him off. Please don't come for us, Christy Carlson Romano fans, because you're my hero. 
beautiful soul, Christy, and your husband. And you have, it seems like you have a really healthy relationship. Yeah. And you don't want to break that. And if there is a three-way situation going on, let it be known. Yeah, let... I mean, we, we're here. Like, yeah, we're not here. together, that'd be weird. But, like, you know, independently. One of us can go in. Yeah. <laughs> Did we just do a whole apology bit and then somehow make it worse? It's not a bit. Well, basically, we're sorry. I'm sorry I said you were sad. That was really mean. And I was just you really said down she was about sad? the election. I, don't remember that I said her show was sad. I was Uh-oh. just down about the election. It's not your yeah, fault, it was a, Christy. Yeah, we were trying to get our, ourselves back up. I I found it. I mean, I think with the episode we recorded for like two hours, and the episode length is like an hour ten. <laughs> so there's like, <laughs> and almost like an hour cut out. So, I think I kept the funny bits in. Yeah. But basically, Chris Cross and Romano's fans, I know you pale in comparison to our many fans, but please don't come for us. We do love Chris Cross and Romano. It's all about, you know, after the election, we just all got to come together. This isn't a time for a division. It, of course, of course. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, we have to be better people. Yeah. You know? We have to, what would Michelle Obama say? You have to, I don't know, hit up when, when they go low instead of down. Oh, yeah. go high. And I thought you were going to say, <laughs> what would Michelle Tanner say? What would Michelle Tanner say? Which you is, got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, dude. Yep. Yeah. Well. I do I do quote Michelle Tanner quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd quote Michelle Tanner before you would quote <laughs> Michelle Obama. Well, anyways. Anyways. We sure did watch Christy. a movie this week, didn't we, Ryan? We did. We, uh, we, we, started, we decided to dip our toes into a somewhat new decom. A new, yeah, and it's actually five years old, which is kind of crazy. But Yeah, it's so recent. It's pretty recent, and so this is totally not from for our gen, and uh, it was an interesting experience, I would say. Yeah, I mean, so full disclosure, what happened was that Ryan started watching it, and then he saw the scene of I'm brought into the core, and he sent it to me, and then I was like, all right, well, clearly I need to watch this right now, because what is this? I know, the first, like, three minutes of the movie, I'm like, because I didn't know what I was getting into. This is the... Descendants we're talking about. Yes. Which is a I guess in in a way is sort of like a a phenomenon in the decom world. Like maybe I don't know if it's as big as high school musical, but maybe Cheetah Girls level? Maybe not. I don't know. It, yeah. it, it spawned two sequels. Yeah, kids love this. Like it's sort of a so it's like we figured like let's do a little bit of a dive into it and see what it's all about and what's a new newish decom like. Yeah, you gotta give the people what they want. <laughs> a decom from the last decade, mm-hmm. you know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh it was something. What I guess what's your initial thoughts of Descendants? I mean, Disney's Descendants, not the Descendants like the the uh, George Clooney movie. Yeah, that's a movie right there. I like that's that one. I like that movie too. Uh okay, so Ryan, I got to say, I'm watching it and I'm trying to put myself into not the shoes of Madeline, 31-year-old, bitter woman. No, no. Back to 10-year-old Madeline, who is happy. The world is at my fingertips, you know. I was trying to get back into that mode, and I was like, would she like this? I don't think so. I don't think so. I had a hard... I mean, I didn't hate it, but I would say that I... It'd probably be one that I would kind of hate watch at first as a kid and then end up watching a bunch of times, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. I don't know why. <laughs> I wish. See, that's how I feel about High School Musical, where if I watch High School Musical, I'm like, all right, I see why kids like this. I understand this. This makes sense. But watching this one, I was like, I want to get it because I want to be cool, like all the teens, and like I want to like TikTok. I want to Zoom mm-hmm. and TikTok. I couldn't do it, Ryan. I'm not cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a weird movie. I mean, I, I don't think <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's and it's kind of come up. I I kind of knew about it by osmosis. I would say just because um, there's you know it's been a bunch of movies and 
and I don't know, I just somehow knew about it. That only thing I knew going in is that it was about the descendants of Disney characters, specifically the villains, which is kind of weird for like a live action thing. Is but uh, yeah, I mean, I will say it makes sense. And it's Disney gold because here you are, Disney Channel, sitting on the rights to all of the Disney stuff. I mean, how did they not think of doing something like this before? Years ago. Yeah, I I was thinking about that too because I can't remember another DCOM, at least in our kind of heyday of it, that was taking advantage of like the Disney characters and like the Disney world. Can you think of any? No, and I was trying to go through, like they would always throw you like very, here's our suburban teenager demographic. Like there was never anyone, you know, who wasn't just your average everyday kid, you know? Yeah, I mean, I remember since we just watched Halloween Town, there was like a joke about, Benny the cab driver being like an animatronic, like in Disneyland or something. But that's like the closest you would get to like referencing Disney. Mm-hmm. From that respect, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure they made a ton of money from doing this. It kind of, um, also them doing that, that now represents, I think what we are as far as like franchise movie culture as a thing currently right of like um looking back and this isn't necessarily i mean it's pretty wild what they kind of do but like it came out around the same time as uh the force awakens Mm -hmm. star wars movie of like you know who's who's kid and blah 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 and like uh just kind of going back and like referencing old things and stuff and like iconography of you know the props from the movies and things like that. And Luke Skywalker's lightsaber or the fairy godmother's wand. And so like, there's kind of like a thing with what they're doing with this, like is literally they know that the people that watched this shit as kids and also maybe Disney channel are now our age or older and have kids and they need now they they need something for the parents to be like, oh, do you get this? Oh, we got to watch the original movie this is from. Or they can, like, they can see this, this kid could like Descendants without having, like, the context. And then you can be, like, as a parent, like, oh, we should watch Cinderella. I used to watch this as a kid, and it's referenced in Descendants. Yeah. That makes sense. You know what I mean? No, totally. And I, I think that's a fun thing, right? I think having that there for the reference piece of it is really fun, right? So you see, like, Snow White's, or the, I guess her name's Evie now. She's the daughter of Evil Queen. And it, to me, it was just funny that they just kept calling her Evil Queen. Like, she doesn't have <laughs> yeah. a name, I guess. Does she have a name? Evil I guess Queen not in the original not, no. movie. Um, but so she'll be wearing something very reminiscent of what the queen was wearing. And so there's all these like little in things for Disney fans. Like Ryan was mentioning like the props and the costumes and, oh, this is, uh, Cinderella's mom and this is whatever, you know? So I think that's really fun, but I also think they leaned on that so heavily. (laughs) Well, they don't really make it too, um, like... It's very obvious. Yeah. They don't really try to make it like like hint hint. It's like every character that comes in, they're like, um, I'm Dopey's son. Like, uh, don't you know me? I'm Mulan's daughter. Um, like at every time when they're introduced, like they you can't just see them at like didn't have to do that. You could just see like, oh, that's a a young girl in like a Chinese outfit. That must be Mulan's daughter, you know? And that, it's so weird when you think of it in that way, because it's like, okay, Mulan was actually a person, (laughs) like, Pocahontas (laughs) was a person, and now we're acting like, no, they're just Disney folklore. (laughs) It's very strange. The the part that kept going to me when that, there's like this nerdy kid in the class, and he's like, I'm Dopey's son. I'm like, Dopey fucks? Is that the thing? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm like the fairy godmother. Godmother um, procreated. Like I was just like it was all this weird. That's what it was going through my head watching this movie. Okay, time for fan theories. Who? So there's very limited people in Dopey's world. Who did Dopey fuck? Go. 
<laughs> I have no idea. That's what's, it's, that's what's just so weird to me is how they go about it. All right. I have a fan theory. Okay. It was Snow White because, you know what? Mm. She's not going to wait around forever. She's bored. She's horny. She's in this house with seven men, you know. And, and it, you know, as a woman, you, you can express your sexuality. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Must be Snow White then. Uh-huh. But isn't Snow White, uh, she's in the movie. She's like a reporter, isn't she? Yeah, but she wouldn't want to reveal that because then it would be like. I was surprised that they were going for them as like their actual mom and dads and not like their grandkids. Because those movies are like now like 50, 60 years old or, you know, like even (laughs) some of them are newer. Like the newest one was probably Mulan really referenced. I can't think of another one really. Yeah. Can you think? And they, so then they they did, I just want to mention that there are, this is like a whole franchise, right? So I was reading into it and apparently later they have like one with tangled people Mm. and one with, um, I know they save, not that Little Mermaid's that new, but they wanted to save Ursula for a sequel. So they have like a whole sequel based around her apparently. Yeah. I saw like in the third one, there's like Hades kids from (laughs) her Hercules movie. Sure. Sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) so i on paper i'm kind of like this is kind of fun i could see this but it is a weird kind of thing because i what happened when i started watching it because i didn't really know what i was getting into but i texted you when i realized it was a musical and it was like and i was like oh shit this is a musical i was like oh no but then it was such a weird dubstepy song. I was like, this is kind of great. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know I didn't know it was a musical either. And apparently it wasn't supposed to be in a musical. But then when Kenny Ortega signed on to direct, that's when they changed it and decided mm. it was going to be a musical. He's the high school musical director. Guy, and right? Hocus Pocus, Hocus lest Pocus, we forget. Yeah. The thing is, though, there wasn't that many songs. No. Like, it yeah, there were, I, I think there was like 20 minutes in between each song, which and, was kind of like crazy. Yeah, and it's weird because you would think that because they're going for this whole princess, prince style fairy tale, I was expecting it to be kind of more of that vein. But it's all very much, like you said, dubstep, poppy, <laughs> like sexy, weirdly, which just feels wrong. It's pretty, it's pretty weird, yeah. Like... <laughs> Well, so our, the basic story is, and it's sort of another kind of segregated sort of uh, storyline, kind of like uh, Halloween Town a little bit, um, where uh, basically it's like Disneyland exists is like a real place. It kind of feels like because it's like you see like the Disneyland castle and like a, in on like an island or no, it's in the land, and then there's an island where they like banished all the villains to. And they have, like, the bridge is broken for them to, like, interact with each other. And it's sort of like what happens is it's Belle and Beast's kid wants to bring over, like, a few villain kids to the school. And it kind of feels like a thing where they, like, bus in, you know, kids from, like, poor neighborhoods or something to, like, a a rich school. If that makes sense. Yeah, that was definitely the vibe. Yeah, and and so the kids are... Uh, you already said the evil queen's kid, Evie. Um, you have Corella DeVille's kid. Do you remember his name? Carlos. Carlos. Sure. I guess that's kind of close to Cruella. <laughs> um, and then you have, uh, what's his name? What's the bad guy in um, Jafar's? In Aladdin? Jafar's kid, which is weird. Yeah. That's a weird choice, too. And I got to say, that guy sucked as Jafar. It's almost like yeah. they forgot who Jafar is. Jafar is not the guy who's selling stuff at the beginning. That's the genie. Jafar is like a, a sorcerer guy. It was kind of, yeah, he kind of did feel like the beginning of Aladdin. Yeah. Like he felt like more, um, was Jafar ever like that? Like it was like a weird kind of Middle Eastern caricature. Yeah, it had. and the guy who did it. It, it it was weird because the only character that really felt menacing of the villains was the Kristen Chenoweth one who was playing Maleficent. Which I think is great. I think she's friggin' awesome in it, actually. Yeah, but I think it would be fun to see the evil characters as evil as they were portrayed in the movies. Because, like, I can remember Jafar and think back to what Jafar is like, but then to see this guy who's like, I don't even know what he was doing. It was not good. 
Jafar kind of has like a Maleficent vibe to him, really. Yeah. If he and he in, should be like the... really evil, but he was just more like, "Hey, son." It was weird. I kind of thought that was kind of funny, like their kind of interactions. Like they kind of had like the apparent kind of old. Like they felt more like grandparents to me a little bit. Like that's why I was thought it was weird that they were supposed to be their kids. I thought maybe it'd make more sense if they were like the grandkids, and also gives like a separation between it of them like thinking of them having sex or something. <laughs> Why? Like sl- Why are you thinking about that? That didn't I even think it's occur just the to idea me. Of like, uh, I just have like the whole Palpatine Ray thing stuck in my head oh, or right. something. Yeah, I'm it always comes back. <laughs> it always comes back to Star Wars. It does, but um, I don't know. I like Kristen Chenoweth. She's great, and I think as as Maleficent in the movie. I think she's funny. I think she kind of had like a hocus pocus vibe to her, the way she kind of acted and stuff in it. Yeah, and she her song is great, as she always is. And did you notice that um, Evil Queen is Catherine Najimi from Hocus Pocus? That's what I thought, too. I thought she looked familiar, but I didn't see her. I don't know that actress that well, and, but... Yeah, so she's the, she's the one who, like, rides the uh, vacuum cleaner in Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a Hocus Pocus head you are. Oh, no, I know. I know Hocus Pocus pretty well, yeah. but I don't know that actress that well. Um yeah, she's she's pretty good. It's like uh, so they're kind of fun. They're kind of like bumbling a little bit and kind of goofy, and but their kids are super cool. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> But and I will say the choices for villains does feel extremely random. You know, there's no rhyme or reason to who they pick because it's like Cruella Deville, Jafar, Maleficent, and Evil Queen. Just like all right. Well, they didn't want to go too crazy. I bet you. I bet you Captain Hooks in a later. One, yeah, and Ursula because they do like a whole under the sea section apparently. Yeah, you can't you can't go too crazy off the bat. Like, what's some other big villains? Like, Scar. Uh, I guess they can't have a lion man. <laughs> Why not? It'd be a lion man. It wouldn't be just a lion. No, a lion man who walks on two feet. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Didn't Scar, like, fall into, like, a thing of fire? Didn't they all die? All these characters died. Yeah, everyone, all the villains died. So, I mean, Disney, I don't know what you're trying to get us to believe. Yeah, they're kind of like a mixture of being, like, the sort of the characters that are at Disneyland, but then also the real characters. It's, like, a weird mix. Like, mm-hmm. they don't really, they're like, don't think about it too much. Yeah, I that's the, the whole idea. thing is don't think about it too much. Just plow <laughs> yeah. right through. Because they kind of feel like the kind of, di- yeah, like, Oh, that girl, like, I could see Kristen Chenoweth if she was a little younger playing uh, Maleficent at the Disney park, you know? Sure, yeah. Kind of thing. Um, That's kind of the vibe. Except for Jafar, you're right. Jafar is so, like, weird and angular and kind of scary. And in this, he was like a bumbling, yeah, you're right. He's the guy from the beginning of Aladdin. So weird. It was strange. And I I didn't really understand why they made that choice because it like Jafar like he doesn't even have the Jafar costume on which is strange yeah he kind of has like your yeah I don't know really weird and his son was a weird I mean I don't know that kid's nationality but he kind of looked more um, native to me than he did like Middle Eastern he so he is a kid from the Twilight series. Fun fact: okay. he's actually okay. in Twilight. Um, Maybe that's why I recognize. Him. And yeah, you know, to me, it was interesting because he felt so much older, and I don't know if it was because he was just so much taller than the other kids. Um, and because I, I, I was looking up their ages, and the one who's really young is the main girl, Mal. She's like way younger than everybody else. Um, but yeah, the, the casting, I gotta say. Are they all kind of like 19 or something or? Yeah. I I gotta say like my biggest issue is no one has Kirsten Storm energy. Like these kids are not stars in my opinion. None of these kids. Yeah, I agree. Like they all kind of like, even like the main kid that's, um, Belle and, and the Beast's son is really just like milk toast kind of like generic kid. Yeah. yeah, none of these kids are stars. And and that's sad, you know, because we saw the rise of the DCOM star for so long. And I mean, even thinking about, because I was thinking, okay, am I just prejudiced to DCOM stars that are younger? But I think about Zac Efron and I think about Vanessa Hudgens and like they were stars, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I thought the like Evie, the evil queen's daughter, was pretty good. She kind of like starts off real quiet, but I think she comes into it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, she was okay. There wasn't really anyone who stood out to me, and that yeah. was kind of a bummer. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's kind of like <laughs> their costuming is really crazy. Like really, it's I don't know if this is like a good uh, reference, but sort of like. Let's make them extreme, like really 90s or something or like (laughs) a real kind of like uh, like this will be great cosplay for like the Comic-Con and stuff like that. Right. Makes sense. Like all their kind of costumes. They kind of look like um, um, (laughs) this is basically for Cody. Uh, They're like League of Legends characters, the way that they're dressed, which is like. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. And it, and it just kind of leads me to question. I what I have trouble understanding is what is the vibe they were going for. That's where I'm really disconnected from the movie. It feels like dubstep mixed <laughs> with So it's like I mean, it was kind of the time, I guess, dubstep was mid 2010s yeah it's like dubstep fairy tale-esque and it it felt very strange because usually when you're in a musical it's very organic so if someone starts singing a song it'll it'll seem like it fits within what's going on but it would just be like a full-on music video with a voice that didn't even sound like it would belong to that character it was just really strange nothing yeah none of the songs really popped out for me other than um, I'm rotten to the core. Yeah, of and it's because they kind of kept stinging that in throughout the <laughs> the movie, right? <laughs> Which is going to be the transition in uh, this sh- this episode as well as I'm the rotten to the core. Yeah, um, I, I just like the whole time. The question I kept asking myself is: Do kids like this? Is this what they want? And why? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Like what is there to, for the kids? Like I get High School Musical, and that that forget movie is full of songs. There's so many songs in that show. Yeah, and they're that, all catchy. That, they're all pretty catchy, and uh, this is just like I can't remember anything other than the the beginning song, and then there was one really weird one. Uh, there was one in like the museum where they're trying to steal Fairy Godmother's wand with Kristen Chenoweth, which was pretty good, but I don't remember like the lyrics all to it. I remember them da- how they're dancing really. Yeah. Um, and then there's another song. This is like three of the four songs in the play or the, the show. But there's one toward the end when there ha- there's like a big party outside the, the school. And it's like when the kid's going to get crowned. The son of Beast and Bell. And he had a song kind of. And that's yeah. it. That's, yeah. And there's the one where they are singing like the two are like falling in love and everything. She's singing about oh yeah by the pool or, or the, by the lake evil. or whatever yeah that's true Ugh, I don't that know was weird. I I really I I don't want to be a person who's like this sucks the kids all the kids have now is shit and we had the greats back in the day but that's how I feel so apparently um, the soundtrack album by the cast of the Descendants was released July thirty first twenty fifteen. And it peaked at number one in the U.S. in the Billboard 200 of digital digital album sales. But why? So kids must like it. Okay, here's what I think, Ryan. I think you and me need to get some kids to experiment on and put them in front of different decoms. Oh, jeez. And attach a little thing to their head that shows us their brain activities so we can understand why they like this. Okay, okay. And, like, put them in front of Brink. What kind of what kind of electrodes are going off there? Okay, put them in front of Descendants. What kind of electrodes going off there? They would probably like Descendants because it looks it doesn't look old. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't look good though. Like there's a CGI dragon at a certain that point. Bad, yeah. The dra- yeah. I mean the dragon itself looked fine, but then the fire that the dragon was blowing <laughs> looked horrible. <laughs> I thought it looked kind of cool. There's a part where. Like, I don't, did you see the Maleficent movie with Angelina Jolie? I did not. You, you can you can skip it, but <laughs> you know, there's kind of a whole thing of like you know, there's, there's always like something happening in the castle, like a 
someone getting knighted or something and she breaks in and kind of like is like smoke coming into the the building kind of thing and i like that it was cartoony in this this thing and i think it should it should lean into the cartooniness which it kind of does like the lamp and the very godmother wand and all that stuff is straight out of the cartoon the thing is is that they're kind of like in a modern world still which is kind of it's like it's it's weird clashes like you said like there's clashing things happening everywhere where, where some stuff is really modern looking and some stuff is like uh really cartoony and it, it. it's interesting because you get the impression that it definitely is supposed to be that way and even though the vision is weird it is the vision that they had cuz even at the beginning you notice that there's a storybook in the credits so like the standard storybook that a parent would read to their child with a disney story in it and then it turns into an ipad and i, I had like, that in my notes and i was like this ain't your your grandpa millennials story book or whatever yeah know? but that's this like ain't your whole... millennial mom's uh, story yeah and that felt like the whole vibe of the movie is like we are leaning into this we are gen z you're never gonna understand us and it makes me feel bad because you know what i want to understand gen z i want to be on their side I mean, they're the ones going to save us, hopefully. Exactly. Because we'll be fat because we ate all the cheeseburgers because we were sad. I've already done that. Yeah. And we'll just be like big carcasses laying around. (laughs) Yeah, I have that. It's just like the iPad, the the book opens and it's an iPad. And I'm like, I'm just kind of laughing because that did make me feel a little old in a a way. (laughs) Um yeah, and it's, it's sort of go, and that's probably the per- perfect representation of this whole movie. It is just like a clash between the two worlds, not but not done too organically. Um, oh, I thought you meant a, Harry- a bloated carcass. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's definitely going for like Harry Potter vibes a little bit. You know, it's kind of the gist of it, really. Is these kids going to this school? But they, yeah, I guess I. W- they don't really do anything evil. You know, it's for a kid's show. And this might even be for, like, younger than teens, this this whole thing. Yeah. Like and that. so something so. I don't understand is the DCOM is very tied into the, the good family values, right? So I think it's interesting that still they upkeep the we can never kiss in a DCOM, right? Because the two, the two leads almost kiss every time, which is the same. Same in Xenon. Same in, you know, anything where there's going to be a kiss. But it's okay to do, like, some full-on gyrating. All that's fine. No (laughs) kissing. I I thought maybe they did. Maybe I just thought in my head that they kissed. It was just, it's so quick. Weird. Yeah, they they do the thing where they almost kiss a million times. And maybe I missed it, but. It's kind of a weird story, too, because it, it kind of starts clashing with the idea, like, they don't want to let their parents down. Like, the whole idea is that since their kids are being taken to this school, to like, it, there's such a good, like, weird, dark versus, like, you know, black versus white, you know, evil versus good kind of message going on within it, um, which is, like, it doesn't really even play in, like, a gray area, really. Like, the kids have to be totally good. You yeah, know, to stay here or like and they decide they want to be good. Like they even like say that in the thing. We don't want to be bad. We don't we don't want to be our, like our parents, which is like, is a good message. Like you don't have to be like your parents. You can do what you want to do. But they don't really like I don't know. Like I don't see the way it ended. I don't see her. It, it seems like she's like conforming, if that makes sense. Totally. It's like a Sandy and Grease scenario. 100%. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good way to go about it. You know what I want to see? I want to see a movie set in villain land where they're just like spray painting up the walls and everybody is rotten to the core. (laughs) That's kind of like the... That's kind of how evil they are, is that they're, she's spray painting stuff on the wall and stuff like that. With really nice art. Yeah. Yeah. So evil. (laughs) It's sort of... It's really... um, Look how cool these like spray paint seems like that's a thing. Like there's a character in um, and I'm going back to Star Wars again. But there's a character in Star Wars Rebels, which is a cartoon, and like the the main kind of teenage girl character looks a lot like Me- uh, Meg or Mal in this. She kind of has purple kind of coloring, and she spray paints stuff all the time and everything like that. And I, I feel like they're like from the same DNA. Of in like this, we just need to make the, the the cool girls extreme, you know, kind of thing. Gotta be so know. extreme. So it's, <laughs> but but yeah, it's 
I don't know. I, I still didn't hate it. It just it's a weird clash, and I'm I'm wondering if the sequels get better and figure it out like more and like maybe lean into like the fantasy elements better and stuff like that. Yeah, I I think there there wasn't too much of the storytelling that I got into. The one thing I really did like is for some reason I was down with the idea that Cruella Deville's son found a dog because he'd never seen a dog before and he just loved the dog. And he was like, <laughs> "No, I I can't be evil because this dog is the best thing in the world." That was pretty cute. That was great. There there was a moment though, I thought that I was like, "Wow, is this going to break some crazy decom barriers where I thought that like there's a moment where Beast and Bell's kid like goes and finds him in the woods after he's like ran up a tree because this dog chased him. And why couldn't they make a Dalmatian? That was maybe you can't train Dalmatians. Maybe that's like a thing. Because I was like, wouldn't that made sense? Yeah, <laughs> but, it should have been a Dalmatian. But I'm wondering if you can't train Dalmatians to, like movie dogs. You never really see Dalmatians. Well, other then than how in did they make 101 Dalmatians? Dalmatians, Ryan? That's the only time you ever see a Dalmatian in the movie, and it's, maybe it was tough. And they're like, never again. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I thought that there was going to be, like, something between those two. Okay. I am so glad you said that because I thought the same thing. And I was trying to figure out if it was intentional or not. I was like, wow. I was like, this is some crazy. This is awesome. Like, I was kind of. But that's not a thing. You could cut that that sexual tension with a knife, just like Christy Carlson Romano and Twitty. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about Cruella Deville's kid Carlos, and do we know his name? Beast Kid Ben, I want to say Ben, maybe. Their names, like other than Maleficent and I guess Evie, they don't really. There's, I guess Carlos is close. Well, but. and then Jay for Jafar. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm wrong. I was like, I'm like, what are the connections between these names? But I'm like, that's why they have every time a character is introduced, they have to say, um, "I'm Mulan's kid." So, like, don't you know me? I'm Snow White's kid. Uh, it, it's weird when they break the worlds, because you can't just be like, I'm Mulan, as in the historical figure. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I wonder if they do bring Pocahontas into it. It's very strange. Like, I and I get the the vibe they were trying to do is, don't you know I'm Mulan's kid? Because Mulan isn't one of the more popular Disney movies. But you know what? I got a gripe about that because guess what? Madeline thinks Mulan is the best Disney movie, and anybody wants to come for me, go ahead. I'm ready. People love Mulan. It's I'm, great. I, here's the one thing with me. Um, I've said this before. But Mulan, I've never seen all the way through. Like, I'm, I didn't watch it when it came out. Are you serious? Like I think it had to do with, it came out like 98, 99, I believe. And I think at that point, I was like, I'm too cool for the Disney musical or something, or the cartoons. You know what? You're you wrong. Because Mulan is amazing. And you well, like I said, I, like, a couple years before that, I would have been like crazy for, you know, Hercules and Lion King and all that stuff. But. It's a know, 10 I, out of 10 perfect movie. I have, I'll have to watch it because, I mean, a lot of people didn't seem like they liked the new remake, and I haven't watched that either, but um, I'd like to watch the the old one too. But I it somehow missed it. I somehow, it was one of those that just like slipped by with me. Yeah. Like that whole era around that of like Lilo and Stitch and Mulan and, and a couple others like uh, Emperor's New Groove. Like <gasps> I may have just missed those by like a year or two. Like there was just a year where I missed those. Have you never seen the Emperor's New Groove? Other than maybe like catching bits and pieces on Disney Channel when I was like, you know, Ryan, why are we watching The Descendants when we could be watching The Emperor's New Groove? Because <laughs> it's not a Disney Channel original movie, Madeline. Yeah, well, we'll have to do those on the Patreon. We'll yeah, have to do the hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, I, 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 the, I just keep coming back to. I want to like it. I want to be on Team Gen Z. I want them to like me, but I just don't get it, and I need to. Someone who's in Gen Z, call the show and tell me why why we should like the Descendants because I want to know. Yeah, we. I wish we knew like a like what would it? How old would they be? Like a probably even like a twenty year old now would probably be someone that watched this as a teen. <laughs> you know, like you know, like a. Or even before that, like, like you can find like probably a teenage person that grew up with these and loves them. I'm yeah. sure. 
And that's the thing. It, it makes me wonder, is this decom any worse than another decom, or is it just how we are viewing it as someone who grew up with traditional decoms? I don't know. That's what I want to figure out. It's a little scattershot. I, I mean, it's not... It's it's a pretty crazy premise. For that's her one thing. Like I can't think of a one that we watched growing up that has quite the that's shooting for the fences like this one is. I mean, I guess it's this one's not because it has all the Disney characters like built in, so it has like all that. But just like how weird it is that there's like these ki- these offspring of the characters and they go to school together and they're. And it's just a weird premise. It's pretty crazy, you know? It's pretty extreme. So, I don't know. It's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, is it the premise? Because you think about, okay, Xenon, a girl, is in space. And Halloween Town, it's the place where it's Halloween all the time. You know? <laughs> it's, it's cool. It, it's not that crazy. I just, I think part of it for me is there's no, none of these kids are stars. Sorry. I don't like. No one really pops for you. No, I and I don't think they're per- they're particularly good actors. Any of them, really. Yeah, I me think too. that has a lot to do with it. And I mean, not that Hillary Duff is like a Academy Award winning actress, but she's got that little something, you know. And we we talked about in the last episode is that we don't think she's great, but she does have like this charisma about her mm-hmm. that kind of like carries her. Yeah, and she has a one percent house, but whatever, it's fine. She had that cool rock that her kid charges on. Should we get rocks to charge? Yeah, we should get some charge rocks. Okay. Sponsor us, charge <laughs> rocks. If you need your rocks charged, then charge your rocks. Madeline, um, I've been feeling a little down lately. Like I have uh like I just haven't been myself. And I'm just wondering, like, is there anything out there that could just uh you know I need a charge. Do you have anything I can do? Yeah, here's what you got to do, Rye. I got this rock in my hand here, and it's a rock. I found it outside. But you know what I did? I put it into an electrical socket, and I charged it, and now, here you go, my friend. You'll be all good to go. I've heard about these. Charge rocks? Yeah. You just put it in any electrical socket. Oh. Oh, I feel great. And now buzzing all over. I got chills. I'm multiplying. And now it's weird. Ever since we did these charge rocks, we're seeing descendants in a whole new way. It's airy. (laughs) It's fun. It's dubstep. It's everything I've ever wanted, Ryan. You got to get these charge rocks. Just go chargerocks.com slash decom. 10% off your first order. Charge rocks. I've come around completely. I love the Descendants now. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't recognize this, but it's they do be our guests with a rap. From mm-hmm. They Beauty sure the Beast. do. They go for it. It really sucks. It's so dumb. <laughs> Ugh, it's so bad. It's like the whole energy was when those kids were trying to rap in Smart House. And they're like, slam mm-hmm. dunk the funk. It's like. The the white kids have not gotten any cooler in, you know, 20 years. They're still just (laughs) shitty as ever. The white kids haven't gotten any cooler. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And uh, I forgot. I can't believe I didn't remember that. That was Be Our Guests. I'm, like, surprised. I was like, oh, why don't they just do more Disney songs and try to, like, you know, dubstep them up in in these? Yeah, you have all the rights, Disney. And this is what you give us? Come on. I'm wondering if they still need to, even though they have the rights, I bet they still need to like pay the songwriters that write those songs. Sure. You know? So that's probably a whole thing. But I'm surprised they didn't just like go for it. You know, there's not like huge stars. Uh, Kristen Chenoway is probably the biggest star in the whole thing, right? And yeah, she's pretty big. I mean, that's kind of on par with Debbie Reynolds um, as far as famous people in DCOMs, you know? Like, I know Kristen Chenowitz is, and I've seen her pop up in things and on talk shows and stuff, but I don't really know what she's, like, mainly famous for. So, yeah, she's primarily a stage actress, and she was the original Glinda the Good Witch in Wicked. So that's her main thing. Typecasting, then, right here with, uh, I guess she's playing an evil witch this time around. Yeah, But her her voice is freaking insane. That's her main thing then is Gwenda? Mm-hmm. Glenda the Good Witch. Yeah, she's super good in that. Damn. Um, but you were talking about Dopey a minute ago. 
Can I tell you my creep of the week? Is it Dopey? <laughs> I gotta say, Dopey's son. And he doesn't really do anything. I just don't like his face. And I don't like when he talks to people. He just seems very, very sus. I like that he was kind of like really trying it to get the Evie, the evil witch's daughter. Yeah, and he was he's getting friend zoned. I think she was maybe, yeah. It was one of those things where it was like he was trying to get himself out of the friend zone. He's probably one of those guys who's like, you never like nice guys, Evie. That kind of fucking guy. <laughs> I felt like she was coming around to him, maybe, but maybe he was pushing her a little bit too much yeah he's a he's a mulady he wears a fedora it's like take me i thought it was sweet that she seemed like she started to like him or at least as a friend maybe she he has been friend zoned but i thought it was sweet that she wasn't like putting him down really (laughs) yeah (laughs) i feel like maybe you're taking this a little like i don't know ryan what (laughs) explain well, I feel like I don't know. I do I do get the persona from him that he's a nice boy. He does seem like the, nice, yeah, but, but like I think the, it's for ulterior way. motives, you know. He's just one of those guys who seems nice. But really. And it's kind of like Dopey didn't even talk, right? Like Dopey is like a dope mm-hmm. and uh He's just a nerd, kid with glasses. He's like a millhouse. Yeah. You know? It's it's just like, <laughs> sure, this is Dopey's son. Okay. Why does that have to be Dopey's son? So weird. Ugh. I I don't know. Whose choice was that? <laughs> so strange. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm picturing the whole thing. Since this is a new one for us, for both of us, I'm kind of like trying to work it out in my head. I, I don't have like preconceived like thoughts about it really. I mean, it's part of the problem that they're giving us these larger-than-life characters that we grew up with and then giving us super subpar decom actors to portray them. Is that part of the problem? I mean, we were just talking about Chris and Chenowitz is great in it. Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, the Beast. He was trash. Whoever The guy fake playing yeah. the Beast. And Belle was basically no nothing. She just doesn't even say much of anything the whole time. Yeah. And I, di- I didn't like Jafar. I like Cruella. Even Catherine Najimi, I was like, all right, I don't, I don't know why they needed you in this because you don't really do anything. Because Catherine Najimi is fairly famous. Who is she playing? Oh, from um, she's, she's the, the evil. evil queen. Yeah, yeah. And the one of the main characters, or like the kind of the head mis- um, master of the school, is the fairy godmother, which we keep bringing up. Which is kind of weird because, like, I guess that's a pretty big, like, the whole, you know, bippity-boppity-boop is such a big thing, but, like, I don't see that as, like, a main character, like, a main Disney, maybe it is, maybe I'm just, what do you, what do you think about that, like, uh, do you pitch, like, if you were trying to think of, like, the headmaster of the school, yeah, who would you go to first? I think, she's definitely a main character, but I wouldn't think of her as the headmaster of a school, you know, I, yeah, I wouldn't think I, that I, was her character vibe. I would think she would be more, like, if I'm thinking of, like, Harry Potter, she'd be more, like, I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's one thing about this is that like they don't do magic anymore at the school. They're just like normal Joes. Like it's kind of they're like boring normal Joes. And I was expecting this whole thing of like this magical. It's like Harry Potter, you know, kind of thing. And the kids are going to school to learn how to be, you know, um, uh, a good witch or something, you know, something like that, you know. But it doesn't really do that at all. They're like learning math and shit. Yeah, but. and the they're not supposed to use magic explicitly. That's something that'll get you in trouble. But you know what? I was just doing the equation in my head, and I realized why they made this movie. So this movie is Disney nostalgia plus mm-hmm. Harry Potter plus mm-hmm. singing and dancing equals automatic smash hit. Oh yeah, right. It's, oh totally. And they maybe they put it in a computer, and maybe it was AI. Well, that's what I was saying, kind of in the beginning, with like the whole the way they're doing sequels to things. It's just like the whole kind of Force Awakens model for mm-hmm. stuff of you know, let's do the kids or like the passing on the torch kind of thing. Like that's what they were that Ghostbusters movie that um, it was supposed to come out this past summer is going to be. It's like the same kind of bullshit of like this is this will get the. Um, you know, the old, they're, they're making them, 
I don't think it's the case quite with this because this is definitely made for like preteens, but like they're going kind of making it for the 30, 40 year olds that saw this stuff as a kid, you know, and like trying to give them those feels again. Yeah. Um, I think they should cater it more to us. You think it should be? (laughs) It should be catered completely to us. See, I don't think so at all. I think it should be like just totally something new. But I kind of like the idea of this sort of mashup with all these characters. I always had fun with that. Like, there's a Gink game, Kingdom Hearts, um, that's sort of like this kind of vibe. It's like a Final Fantasy game take place in like all these different Disney worlds. And this is kind of like the the that's like, I didn't even think of that. This is kind of like the live action version of that a little bit, where the characters 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 Ryan, I don't know what's happening, but I was just hearing the word characters 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 over a million times. Ryan, is there what's wrong? Are you okay? Is there something wrong with the sound? It's I'm not Ryan. I'm the son of Shmee. Oh my god. Just like in the film The Descendants, Ryan is turned into a descendant of an evil villain. You know, Shmee, the sidekick to Captain Hook. Oh my god. That's me. Shmee, Shmee, what about Shmee? You know what? I'm gonna get you, Peter Pan. Uh, you are bringing up a great point, Shmi, which is, or descendant of Shmi, rather. So probably Shma is your name, I assume. Shma is what my friends call me. Oh. It's actually Shmi the second. Sh- well, Shmi the second. Why do you think? Shma. You call me Shma. Shma. Why were you left out of the Descendants film? You know, they just, uh, they, they came, they, uh, they offered, but uh, it just, it wasn't the right time. But uh, really, I, they just wouldn't pay me my how much I wanted to get paid. Oh well, how much were you asking for? You know, I, I, I just I just wanted you know trucks of gold, you know, or or the the, the soul of Peter Pan. Well, that's fair. I mean, if they can pay Vanessa Hudgens, yeah, they could pay. They could give you Peter Pan's soul for God's sake. That's what uh, the pirates wanted, right? It was Peter Pan's soul? Well, you would know, Shmi. I mean, Sma. Well, that was my 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 my. My father's generation. Oh, of course. You know, I'm, I'm Schmeh. Got it. Schmeh. Yeah. Um, and Schmeh, I, I, I gotta ask you, me and my friend Ryan, who I don't know where he went, um, but we've been trying to figure out, what do you think it is about the Descendants? Why did that appeal so much to the younger generation, but older generations like ours? We just, we don't get it. What's that about? You just don't understand dubstep. You know, all the kids, they love their dubstep. Oh, Shmi, do you have a special dubstep that you want to perform for us? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got, I'll give you my SoundCloud link. Awesome. This is, uh, this is my new track. It's called uh, TikTok. You know, referencing the, the alligator from Shmi. The Peter Pan film. If you remember, I'm from. P- I'm the son of Shmee, Shmeh. Yeah, Shmeh, of course. <laughs> That's my D. My dubstep name is Shmeh. Shmeh. <laughs> Here's a track of it. That's a tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> He's rotten to the core. I'm rotten to the cure. Shme. Okay. Wow. Well, that. Shme. Shme. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming and. Thanks for having me in the podcast. I think this is how Shme talked, if I remember correctly. I mean, you sound exactly like him. Well, I better go now. Shme. What was that all about? What? Ryan? Is that you? Yeah, I've been here the whole time. It's weird. Like, what just happened was you basically, uh, you know, Possession, I think. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Have you heard of Possession? I think that the son of Shmi, who's called Shmeh, he possessed your body and started talking to me about dubstep. (laughs) What? Um... That's wild. Yeah. yeah I, have, I have no idea. I have no recolle- recollection of that at all. Oh. Um, there must have been some glitch in your the Zoom call or something. I, you know? I guess. Yeah. 
uh, it seemed fine to me. I was just kind of like sitting here, like trying to reach out to you the whole time. I was just like, Malin, don't you see me? I'm here. But, so you had a whole conversation with somebody else? And with Shmeh! You were Shmeh! I think, I think you gotta, you know, maybe stop with the wine tonight, Madeline. I don't know. Yeah, I have had a lot of twist-off wine. Well, you know what, Ryan? I feel like I even got, I know you claim you didn't hear it, but Shmeh actually explained to me why... Uh, that movie was good for kids, and the answer is dubstep, and now I get it. So I feel like it's probably time for us to say, like, is it off or on, Rye? I don't know. This is a hard one. Um, I'm going to say we don't have, like, a middle thing, like a, like a question. I I'm, I hate to say off because I, I feel like I'd be like an old man saying it's off. Yeah, we're going to be cool, and we're going to say it's... I think that it's off. It could. I can see how it could be on. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I bet you. I bet you. This. I bet you. They. They knock it out of the park in the second one. <gasps> you know what it is, Ryan? It's like what in dubstep when there's strobe lights on. It's like that. Like where it's just like turn on and off, turn on and off. Yeah, it's like That's flicking it, it flicking it real quick. You know, to make like a, a rave in your house. Yeah, strobe light. Yeah, I would say yeah, that's what it is. It's a strobe. It's a, it's a strobe. I would say this is a strobe because I don't think I don't hate it, and I think there's some interesting things. And I bet you they were just throwing everything at the wall for this one. And I and I bet you the sequel is like the one, the really good one. I bet. Yeah, hundred percent. And we will be watching that. And let it be known that me and Ryan didn't say it was off, so we're still cool. And you guys could like yeah, think we're, we're cool. Still- I think yeah, I think so. And eventually, we'll have to watch the second one. And uh, I think I think I I have willing to bet that the first one was working out the kinks, and they probably got the the tone right in the next one. Yeah, because it'll be a ten out of ten. <laughs> there's something we didn't mention, but the Maleficent puts Beast's kid in like a like a, let me make it like a potion for him to fall in love with him, so she can like get in to steal the 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 uh, the wand. And he kind of snaps out of it because he was like in the water or something. Sure, yeah. And then, and he like, but if you're under a spell, would you know it? Would you know you're under a spell? Yeah, that that whole scene made no sense, and I didn't understand it. Would it be something like like could you be like possessed by um, the son of Shmi, Captain Hook's son, and not know it, not know you are? That's ridiculous, Ryan. That could never happen. Okay, I guess that's what I'm trying to connect the dots. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I would say it's a flicker. This move, this one. It's a strode light. I, even though because we had an off last week with Cadet Kelly because that was sort of a surprise. Yeah. And this one I think is fl- it's mostly off, but uh, I didn't. It's it's long though. Maybe that's the biggest thing. It's like almost two. It's like a, this is the longest one we've watched yet. It's like an hour. It 50. was so long, and it kept getting longer. And that was one of the main issues I had. I'm wondering if before we go... Yeah, we didn't do a nicey-nicey this week, Ryan. Oh. Nicey-nicey. Who's our nicey-nicey, our queen, someone that we just really enjoy in our lives? Oh, um, what about our girl, Christy? Great. Our girl, CCR. CCR? Yeah. Should we pull up a little vid? Why not? All right. Let's pull it up. How about this? We have a couple choices. We can watch Boo Boo Stewart makes Twilight muffins with Kim Possible. He was uh, he was the Jafar's kid. Yeah, that's in, Jay. Um, in Descendants, <laughs> Jay. Yeah, d- let's do that one because that one's from this movie. And so we're not like shoehorning this in. It applies okay. and it's applicable. So don't ask us. We knew that this was happening and we picked it specifically. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. So Jay himself was making blue corn muffins with our girl CCR. All right. I got to see how this plays out. Oh, there's her husband standing two feet away. But it's not weird. It's very normal. <laughs> this is from February 27th, 2020. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very harrowing episode of Christy's Kitchen Throwback. I, I just have host, a lot of Christy questions now, if I'm being honest. I have so many questions. 
I mean, the first question is, are they killing the people and then putting them in the meals? That's number one. Okay. Number two, how do they decide the guests? Is it like she Hmm. thinks they're hot, he thinks they're hot, then they both agree that they're hot, and then they ask them on the show? Hmm... Probably, but they, you know, I, I think I people comment who heard again on the show. But who's commenting like, "I want Boo Boo on the show"? I mean, Boo Boo is a he's a he's a snack. I would say he's a nicey. I'm sure in the comments, people are always like, "Get Descendants people on, get Descendants people on." Yeah, but they both have to want to fuck them, right? Yeah, that's what they're. That's step one. They after they cook, that's when they go and they they. You know, do their thing, and then they also kill them, save yeah. their body for the next meal, right? Correct, yeah. That has to be what's going on. They never knew what was coming, these poor guests. <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard of Twitty since then? No. 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 Someone prove to me he's alive. I'll give you $100 to prove Twitty's alive. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you $100 in electric rocks if yeah. you tell us he's alive. Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> Get him on our podcast. <laughs> we just well, want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great. I mean, I'm glad we <laughs> went right back to digging <laughs> ourselves in a CCR hole. I like calling her CCR. Yeah, like Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> no, it's Christy Carlson Romano. I don't, never oh, heard yeah. of Cl- Clarence Clearwater. Do you think she could do a show <laughs> where she's Christy Carlson Romano and she's singing Clarence Clearwater Revival, and it's called CCR Does CCR. (laughs) It should be. Yeah. (laughs) Stay tuned next time for CCR Does CCR. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I guess we're going now. Remember to rate and review, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Bye. Bye.